and three, two, one. And we're live! <laughs> oh my god, you're crazy. Okay, go for it. Intro it. And welcome to the Read the Room podcast, everybody. I'm Chandler. And I'm Alyssa. And we're the Read the Room podcast. We said that twice. Well, I already... I said like, that wait, off the start. No, no, no. Can't wait. Can we start over? <laughs> That's, you don't need to do that. I'm leaving this in. It's gold. All right. We are the Read the Room podcast. I'm Chandler. And I'm Alyssa. The podcast about books, relationships, and relationships in books. Were you waiting for me to say that? Yeah, I was very much waiting for you to say that because I don't have it in front of me. Uh, Today on the podcast, it's our what we like to call our preseason episode or a bonus episode before we dig into our first episodes. And we're going to be talking about... Twilight. Yeah. The Twilight series, that is. All four books, all five movies. Yeah. And the, uh, the relationships therein. Whether they're toxic or not. Well, they're they're, they're all, all toxic. they're literally all toxic. Except right? for there's a we'll get into it. Which wait, which one are you Charlie. <laughs> Even that one is like Charlie and Bella? Oh no, okay, yeah. Like that's that was like a pretty healthy father daughter. Oh, Anyways. God, no it wasn't. You don't think so? Okay, we'll get into it after. I think so. I think he gave her boundaries and space. She took advantage of him, but as a father I think he was He was trying his best, all right. I think he did. He was great. doing his best. <laughs> okay. So uh, before we jump into the books, let's talk about what we're actually reading right now in real life. So tell me about a book that you're reading or a book you want to talk about. I am currently reading a Tale for the Time Being by Ruth Ozeki. It is a story of a author named Ruth. <laughs> Gotta love a good author self-insert. Um, and it is about a, a author who finds a diary washed up on the shores of a BC coast island um, containing the diary of a Japanese girl. She's wondering if it got washed in after the uh, 2011 tsunami. And it's the story of this Japanese girl telling the the life story of her 104-year-old Buddhist monk great-grandma, Jiko. Um, And it's really um, cute and, well, (laughs) it gets pretty intense. Um, But Jiko's really cute. And it's uh, now is the name of the Japanese girl. And her portions of the book are written very much like... uh, like Catcher in the Rye style, like a very, you know, young person speaking directly to the reader mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and it's a lot of fun that way. And I'm only halfway through, but it's getting into a lot of like mysticism and like magical surrealism stuff and like demons and ghosts. And it's just, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Whoa. Yeah. That sounds interesting. A little bit sci is that sci fi or fantasy? No, not not quite either. It's definitely uh, uh, fiction, but oh. yeah, I wouldn't say it falls into either of those. Uh, you uh, said ghosts, right? Though. Yeah. Oh. Well, Ooh. I guess yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, okay, for me, I actually finished a book today that I know Chandler will be really excited about. But I finished Sea of Tranquility. Oh, nice. By Emily Saint. Saint John Mandel. Yeah, Saint John Mandel, Canadian that? author. Yeah, that's right. Emily St. John Mandel. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds um, right. I finished, if you haven't heard of her, she wrote, she wrote Station Eleven and um, The Glass Hotel. I haven't read that one yet. Yes. I think that's the other one. Um, and I really liked Station Eleven. It was a book that Chandler recommended to me. So I was excited. I had Sea of Tranquility on hold at the library for like months. It was, it took me forever to get, but I finally got it, finished it in like two days. It's a book about time travel and a little bit about 
I guess if we're in a matrix, essentially, it's like a little bit of a critical thinking sci-fi book. Um, it does three different time time stories, I guess. So there was one from, oh God, I just read it, the early 1900s, one from like t- now-ish, and then one from like 20 years in the future. And it jumps timelines because they're time traveling. And then at the end, it pulls it all together um, and their stories kind of come together. It was really good. I don't want to spoil anything, which is why I'm being very meticulous with my words right now, because it is really, really good. Um, so definitely pick that up if that's something you're interested in. I completely forgot how time traveling that one was. Yeah, I kind of liked it, though. And I liked the book because it did, like, part one, and then it was, like, through one person's point of view. And then part two, through an, like, I, I kind of liked that it kept it, like, organized in my brain, that it didn't seem so chaotic with the time travel. I don't know. Maybe that's a me thing. No. Yeah, that that makes sense. But I like the writing. But I, I also struggle with uh, that author sometimes because it is like very wordy. They're clearly very in- intellectual. So and sometimes I'm like, I need smaller words and more to the point. Like I don't want to have to read between the lines. And well, that's, that's one of them. <laughs> that's why we love Twilight, baby. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we'll hop into Twilight. I'll give a quick synopsis of the books. Is it OK that I jump into it? Oh, yeah. Okay, so for Twilight, the first book in the series is where we're introduced to Bella Swan, a high school student who moves to Forks, Washington, and falls in love with Edward Cullen, a vampire. The story explores their forbidden romance and the dangers it poses to Bella as she becomes entangled in the supernatural world. New Moon, 2006. (laughs) In the second book, Edward decides to leave Bella to protect her from the vampire world. Bella is devastated and befriends (laughs) Jacob Black, who is a werewolf. Just like who was, by the way, he's a werewolf. <laughs> she discovers the existence of these shapeshifters and tries to find a way to bring Edward back into her life. Yeah. Um, Eclipse, which came out in 2007, is Bella faces a choice between Edward and Jacob, the werewolf. Um, as tensions rise between vampires and werewolves, a new threat, Victoria, and her vampire army puts Bella's life in jeopardy, forcing an alliance between the two supernatural groups to protect her. And finally, we've got Breaking Dawn from 2008. Bella and Edward get married, and Bella becomes pregnant with a half-human, half-vampire child. (laughs) The birth of their daughter, Ravioli, creates conflict (laughs) with the Volturi, a powerful vampire coven leading to a tense confrontation and resolution that allows Bella to join the werewolf. The vampire world, not the werewolf world. (laughs) Spoiler. Sorry, Jacob. Um, Also, there is that book. Um, Midnight Sun from Edward's point of view I have read that one I think that you read half of it I read half of it and then I was I was over it and I decided <laughs> to go on and write my own because uh, that basically is just <laughs> Twilight fanfic it really, I think that's Sun. how it started and it was so popular that they actually like published it yeah so I, I decided it would be a way better book rewritten from Charlie's perspective because mm-hmm. as we previously mentioned oh what a sad dad just trying his best and he was doing a good job with boundaries and uh, i'm not gonna hijack this entire twilight conversation to just talk about charlie Charlie so much you should have worn your charlie shirt i should have okay wait gun to your head who are your favorite characters in twilight charlie swan yeah okay same and do you have a second one that's all no come on (laughs) that has to be like okay oh okay better question are you team edward or team jacob remember that when that was like the big debate it's it's like the lesser of two evils kind of thing like if i had i mean if if it was allowed to pick none i would pick team bella you know being don't get married at 18 and yeah or give up your life to a man anyways but yeah, yeah okay but you have to pick oh then jacob Interesting. I'm hardcore Edward for the books. Is that like from a perspective of like that's who you'd rather be with or who you think Bella should have 
chosen. I think I just liked Edward better. I thought Jacob was a little bit, he was just so whiny sometimes and it just annoyed me. Whereas Edward was openly like, if you want to be with Jacob, be with Jacob. Like he would say that to her. Yes, because, and like, oh. You think that's manipulation? Absolutely it is. Why? I think he was giving her the space. Yeah, because like it, like, Jacob was like, I'm better than Edward, period. Like, that feels... Yeah, because Jacob's a fucking 16-year-old boy, <laughs> right? I guess that's true. Who's, like, right, navigating this fucking, like, <laughs> high school relationship. No one has a good, mature, proper uh, relationship in high school. But, like, yeah, obviously comparing Edward to Jacob, Edward's, like, the more mature, like, smarter, whatever. But, like, from the perspective of a 17-year-old high school girl who she should date, the old guy who's, like, has all those maturity aspects because he's been around for 104 years and, like, read all these books and... Uh, and listens like, to Claire de Lune. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, like, should she be with another high schooler yeah. and, like, they can have a messy, yeah. shitty relationship that they learn from and then move on from rather than this young teenage girl. But what if you just can't deny your love? I mean, the thing is, is for me, I, like, could not imagine marrying my high school boyfriend. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because he's going to listen in. You know. <laughs> I like to think we're going to be very famous. We're not. So, like, I couldn't imagine that. But my parents got married when they were 18 or 19. And they're still together. Good for them still being together. But, like, that's the thing is, like, who am I? I don't, I don't know. That part to me is, like, eh. Like, I'm, like, it doesn't matter in that way. It's creepy that Edward's so fucking old. I'll give you that. Like, that makes no sense. And that's essentially he groomed her, if you really well, think yeah, about I it. yeah, I mean, if you change Edward <laughs> into, like, a 31-year-old guy. Yeah, it's And it's, like, yeah, he's great because he has, like, a really nice car. <laughs> and, like, he doesn't Wasn't even... Wasn't it a Volkswagen? He's not living with his family. <laughs> he's naughty. living with his, like, group of fellow... Uh, weirdos who are yeah. all like seeing each other or married to each other like no one's actually which I also kind of want to talk about because I actually like them not being actually related the vampires but them living together and cohabitating and creating this found family essentially within their like kind I personally was like kind of into that vibe too versus like the werewolves are all like family and like you know it's passed but down generation to generation yeah i guess it is like a, a found family kind of thing but it's i don't know it's just it's just weird it it's out. weird that they're like pretending to actually be family well they have to fit in to society do they though like they could yeah, do that not. in such different ways than... then it wouldn't be a very exciting book no, or movie like obviously that's just all hit in the forest that's all ridden around them just like yeah. Stephanie Myers wrote that whole situation around finding some way for teenage girls to like be able to put themselves in Bella's shoes, mm-hmm. which obviously that was the hope because mm-hmm. it's like here is this like clumsy brunette brown eyed girl, girl, yeah. yeah, very sim, yeah. I remember being in a relationship in high school and like it feels so intense because it's the first time you're experiencing like what love is and you're like wow this feels amazing and i'm i have done no work on myself and i probably haven't seen like a what a proper healthy loving relationship is um for my parents i mean kudos to those who who did but yeah so anything starts going wrong with that mm-hmm. and it's the end of the fucking world literally you know? 
So it makes sense that those are the feelings that Bella would have about Edward. Mm -hmm. But it also makes sense that those are the feelings that Jacob would have about Bella. I do think Jacob's is more boyish, though, the feelings he has compared to Bella's feelings towards Edward's are like almost like they're just like so aggressive whereas like i get jacob likes her but his comes across more boyish maybe i'm like it's internalized misogyny is how i'm reacting right now but for me it was like he still sat there and like let her be like that whereas bella if it it was like roles reverse and she had to sit and watch edward be with somebody else i think she would offed herself it would have been so much worse and sorry also leads me to the question do you think bella could have been happy with jacob like say edward never came back say he died in italy no i don't i don't think i don't think like any high i mean it's very rare for a high school relationship that's like super intense and fiery and especially when there's like other people involved that shit doesn't end well but it's not supposed to if it does end well then like good for them and they're that miracle relationship where they've been together from like high school but with jacob she has the opportunity to get out that's the thing is where edward she's in it for life which is like as much as like that's what marriage is and people can argue that it's not that is not what marriage is yeah and (laughs) there's always an exit plan (laughs) like we all or most people have had that really intense high school relationship that they it burns out in a big blaze because again it's the most intense relationship we've ever been in because it's the first relationship we've ever been in Mm -hmm. but but that's (laughs) how we grow that's how we learn that's how we become better at relationships totally and if you can't have that then you're basically stuck in the same like uh, and okay people can stay in a high school relationship and grow together throughout Mm -hmm. you know their 20s and into their 30s and into adulthood but i don't know i feel like you kind of get stuck if like Bella's situation where mm-hmm. Edward like kind of strong arms her into marriage. marrying. Yeah, he does. Because it's like to be with me. Yeah, you have to... all she wants to do is she wants. Yeah, if to be with me, you have to one, be a yeah. vampire. But if you want to be a vampire, you have to marry me. Yeah. But I guess, yes, he was a little bit like opposed to the idea of her being a vampire. Oh, yeah, for sure. But then... Because of her soul, religion. Yeah, so then we went through the whole new moon thing. But, like, you can't... Oh, my God. Like, it's it's so manipulative and toxic to be like, well, if we can't be together, I'm going to go fucking off myself. <laughs> yeah, that was traumatic. But, like, for Both us to be them, together, though. the solution here is for you to become a vampire. And for yeah. you to become a vampire, I want you to marry me. It's very much like, come into my world and stay there. Yeah. And... Well, he wants her forever because he never found anybody that he liked before Bella in 104 years. So he's just a picky motherfucker. And again, is that like who she is or is that like her It's because he couldn't. No, it was because he couldn't hear her thoughts. So she was like the first mysterious girl he ever came across. Like if he had heard Bella's thoughts, do you think that he would have been as into her? I genuinely do not think so. Yeah, probably not. Because she was like just as horny teenager as all the other girls. Yeah, she's just a normal like blank slate. And again, like. She is made to be a blank slate so that the reader can put themselves into her. And he can mold her. Yeah. Essentially. And I'm curious if anyone else felt the same way, but I was very strongly Team Edward when I read the books. And then in New Moon, when Jacob took off his shirt, I remember being in the theater and turning to my girlfriend and going, did I just turn into Team Jacob? Like, casting him to be such a smoke show. And then, honestly, Robert Patterson, don't get me wrong, he's very handsome, but he was not Book Edward. Like, 
the way that I read Edward in the books was just so different than how Rob Pattison was. Like, in what way? Like, he was such a heartthrob in the books. Like, it would have been more like a Hemsworth to me as opposed to, like, like you know what I mean? Like, just, like, jacked and gorgeous and, like, and Edward was kind of, like, awkward and slul- skulky and... Here's the thing, though. Was he written that way and I just made it my... Okay, I don't know if he was written that way, <laughs> but he so. would be that way, like just logically, right? Because we're reading through Bella's point of view, and he was like perfect to her. So I was picturing, like, not that Rob Pat. Who am I to say Rob Pattison isn't? Anyways, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but I mean, like, compared to uh, Jacob Black, sure, uh, Edward is like a little bit scrawnier, skinnier. But it's like this dude was dying of influenza in the early 1900s at 18. He's gonna be pretty. <laughs> Okay, well, like, that's so critical thinking of that, I guess. And he gets, he gets stuck at that, right? But that argument thing can be used on Bella. She was literally had her spine broken, and she turned out to be pretty fucking perfect when the venom made its way into her body, so it doesn't really work. That's true. I guess you do become the most beautiful uh, version. version of you because yeah. you need to be like enticing to your prey. Oh, my God. I wanted to be a vampire so bad when I read that. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, join our cult and you'll just become beautiful and like the super strong and the most amazing version of yourself. I want it. Sorry, but yeah, so relationships. Do you want to talk about Charlie? Should we talk about Charlie? I, I don't think we have I this always one. want to talk about Charlie Swan, baby. I love him. Yeah, he, he is the everyman. He is like, he's the straight person. The Not older like, I get, the more handsome he is in the movie, too. Like, every time I watch it, I'm like, when did Bella's dad get so hot? Not that it's like anyone else in the movie isn't straight. I'm speaking like he's <laughs> the straight man. He's the one who's like, what is going on? <laughs> he's, he's the every man. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the poor guy has his daughter taken away from him, like, as a baby. Yeah. His wife runs away. He's in forks. I don't because know if he, she runs away. She literally runs yeah, okay, away. Yeah, she runs away. And like he, he's there because he was like. <laughs> but he could have care. gone with her. He was taking care of his dying parents. Was he? I don't remember yeah. that in the books. Yep. I think that's in your book. I don't think that's no, in the real book. I, I did the research. I don't know where my phone is to Google it, so it's fine. Um, okay, I might have exaggerated a bit. Like, that's why they were still in Forks? Like, I feel like he... But that's the thing, is to chase your daughter around. I get it. It's, like, not a thing. You know, poor guy's just been living in that house ball by himself ever since. It's and a then, nice house. Yeah, I know. And then <laughs> um, and then his daughter comes home. Yeah. And, and he gets through the purple bed spread. And a truck. Yeah. And he tries so hard. He's, but then, he's subtle about it. He's not like over the top. Yeah. So the reason I bring up Charlie too is because like I from his him. perspective, oh, like your daughter freaks out at you, says the very line that your wife said when she left you. Yeah, but he's, she's protecting him. But yeah, it's fucked up. And... She's protecting him from, like, Edward's bullshit, though. Yeah. Like, this isn't... I love that line after you're grounded till forever. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, doesn't even after she comes back. Yeah. Well, because, like, for him, it's like, okay, she leaves, and then Edward catches up to her, and the next thing yeah. you know, she's in the fucking hospital? Yeah. Oh, she fell down the stairs at a hotel? Yeah, you're right. After that her like a lot. boyfriend, who, like, she seems to be running from... <laughs> Yeah. You know? And he is a cop, too. He should have, like, yeah. <laughs> put yes. that together. But he did. He said that. He's like, I just want a little bit of space between you and Edward. Like, he said that all the time. So I feel like he was just, he was being smart about how he was approaching it. Because if he had been, like, meh, like, 
Yeah, yeah. New Moon, right? You know what happens in New Moon? Charlie's best friend, Harry Clearwater, fucking dies. Is that New Moon? Oh my god, it is, because she's wandering through the forest. Yes, and then um, Edward calls, and Jacob's there, and he answers the phone. He's like, oh, Charlie's organizing a funeral, and Edward thinks it's Because she jumped off the cliff. No, no, no. He's organizing Harry Clearwater's funeral. No, I know, but yes, Edward but thinks Edward. because of Alice's vision of yes. her jumping off the cliff. Yes. So then... Chaos. So then, like, uh, you know, obviously Bella runs off to go stop Edward from killing himself. Yeah. Charlie's just at home, like, organizing a funeral for his best friend and his yeah. daughter leaves? Yeah. And she doesn't wasn't very say thoughtful. where after the first thing right. happened? Um, Charlie's like a dad, but Bella's... <laughs> isn't she's like a tough teenager (laughs) well no it's it's just because of how horrid this whole edward situation is yeah from charlie's perspective he's an abusive yeah toxic um boyfriend yeah and then what do you know uh she gets pregnant and then like gets super ill yeah this is what the cullens tell charlie oh my god you're right she gets super ill oh you can't see her yeah okay but now she's getting married to our son well that was after she. oh yes yeah yeah. so okay yes so it's like oh dad now i'm 18 and i'm gonna get married to this guy yeah and he's like he's there he's like as supportive as he can be yeah but then like immediately they go on their honeymoon and it's like, oh, you can't you can't see your daughter anymore, Charlie. You know what I think about sometimes? Remember the scene where Jacob shows himself to Charlie and he like transforms in front of him? Mm-hmm. And then he goes to the house and he knows that like Bella's different now and the Cullens are different and he kind of figures that out. Imagine not knowing what they are and walking in and Jacob's like this dog and then the rest of them are just so still and all pale, like what he must have been thinking. Like to be like, the fuck are these things, you know? Well, like, I don't, I don't know if he like fully knows that they're vampires. Well, no, because he he's just... like, do you turn into an animal too? But like, he's a, he's a cop. Yeah. Like he would, he would have his deduction skills going of like, what the fuck is going on? This is obviously aligned. But I just like put myself in that thought. Like, what would I have thought? Like, I'm sure I would have figured it out. But yeah, and this whole time he's also dealing with like an increase in murders yeah. around his jurisdiction. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, buddy, like I feel Poor so Charlie. bad for him. I love him. Yeah. What do you think of him and Sue Clearwater okay, getting together? Okay, that's also kind of weird. <laughs> it's like, so weird. Hey, they they were... Um, <laughs> when you were talking about Henry's... Or Henry's? Harry's? Harry's funeral. I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to bring up Sue. <laughs> okay, but they were also... Um, they were dating. They dated in high school. Charlie and Sue? Yeah. I don't remember any of these details being in the book. Well, I know everything about I Charlie Swan specifically. I feel like Swan you just wrote these. No, 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 no. Like, I go find... <laughs> The very niche, you know what, it might so be right. in like the Twilight Wiki that I'm pulling from mm-hmm. for Midday Clouds, the Charlie Swan story can I be found on what um, Also, I've never read your fanfic, That's but I okay. will though. I don't, I don't blame you. We'll it's, do an episode on it. It was a weird uh, <laughs> COVID times project. So random. Um, okay, what else do you want to talk about about Twilight? <clears throat> there any deep questions or things that because i know you love twilight we both love twilight it's such a comfort thing for the both of us but it's so bad it's it's okay (laughs) i want to talk about how it never really addressed that like this isn't a good thing for teenage girls to like want no aspect of it yeah no it's and also can we talk about bella not um terminating her pregnancy also like i get that it was her choice and like i understand but her being so 
obsessed with this world and like this baby that there's no evidence around in her stomach and she's like no I can tell it's good and just like keeps this baby when everybody even medical professionals are being like terrible idea and she's so obsessed with Edward that she literally was willing to sacrifice herself what are you talking about Carlisle as a medical professional yes I am was he saying that she should yeah Oh, damn. Because he was like, because remember him and Edward were fighting against Bella being like, you need to terminate this. I can't know. I can't see the fetus. We can't get um, any. They can't like get into the amniotic sac oh, yeah, yeah. and all of that stuff to like do any tests. So they had no idea. Um, it's not until Edward starts hearing the baby's thoughts that they like chill out but until then they want her to like abort it because she can't eat she her body's like fucking destroyed and she's like no because edward it's baby edward like she it was so i don't even know the word of how obsessed with edward she was other than toxic and unhealthy well again stephanie myers um, yeah mormon mormon (laughs) agenda stuff so it makes sense i didn't actually know she was a mormon until this podcast really oh no but it's making a lot of sense i'm like 95 percent sure but yeah, like also, do you think it would have even been possible? Well, I guess they like, would have had to cut it out of her. Yeah, which is how they got the baby out. This is getting graphic in the end. But that's like Jesus. what happens in the movie. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. He bites it out actually, which oh is even god. more oh, graphic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, crazy! Yeah. Also, after that happens, and then the end of the movie, the cliffhanger we got of her like eyes just opening in the red. Do you remember that? I think so. Yeah. And then that song was pretty epic too. I remember that playing was like a good one too. The movies versus the books was such a different experience for me. This is the one time you'll ever hear me say it, I like the movies more than the books. Oh, for the entire series. Yes, because I was, I still like, I'm so invested in the movies. I'll watch them. I think it honestly has to do with the soundtrack. But when I reread the books this year, I was like, this is atrocious. Like, it was not good. Yeah, but like, and then just think how many people of our generation, like, read that in, like, you know, they're very, very vulnerable, like, early. I was obsessed. I'm like yeah. trying to figure out what love is, what yeah. relationships should be. Again, like that whole Team Jacob versus Team Edward thing. Mm-hmm. It's like obviously when it comes to like what's the most attractive guy that you'd want to be with. Mm-hmm. It's the guy who's like established basically as an adult man. Yeah, it's right? creepy. With his own nice car. But like when I was a teenager, that was also attractive to me. Like I remember being in my late teens dating somebody who was almost 30. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. (laughs) But like that was just like it was before I got into a long relationship. Though I had casually dated this guy, met at Stampede, (laughs) Um, and he was a lot older than me. But I remember it being like so attractive to me because I was like, "Wow, he's on salary." And I remember like thinking stuff like that. He has his own house, and like this was Calgary in 2007. Like, of course, he had his own house. It was like twelve dollars. Do you feel like you were being like taken advantage of or not at groomed all. or anything No, God, like that? no. It was very different. <laughs> I'm not comparing that short relationship um, with the older guy to Bella and Edward. Like the guy that I dated was very much just like a normal guy. He just, I mean, that's normal though. Men date women younger than them. And I was legal. How old was the guy? He was like, I want to say he was about to turn 30. I think he was 29. So I'm 29 right now. Yeah, and you're I my, was... You're my good friend. <laughs> I was 18 or 19. Hey, Alyssa, here's my new girlfriend, an 18-year-old. <laughs> oh, I know, but that's like how... That's that's very common with my guy friends back in Calgary, and you know them. That's not good. I know, it's not, but hey, it's Alyssa's common. Hey, Alyssa's guy friends back in Calgary. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> um, if but... you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> They're not. Here's, here's the thing. I don't think that I could be a fr- friends 
with mm. a 19, 20 year old. No, right? God, like, I couldn't handle we it. We just exist in very different realms with like going to work and they're like going to college or something. And, yeah. you know, older people go to college too, but <laughs> it's just like very different um, realms. Yeah. And also, Gen Z, I don't really know what the fuck's going on with Gen Z. No, but they're all super woke, which I'm into. Yeah, no, that's that's great. <laughs> um, but like, I, I, fi- I feel like it would be hard and weird for me as a 29-year-old to befriend, like, a 20-year-old, whether it be, like, a guy, girl, non-binary person, whatever. Yeah. Um, because, like, we're so different just generationally. Yeah. But then when it comes to, like, dating, it's, like, fine. And I yeah. think that that's because a lot of people, a lot of those situations where it's a very young, generally, um, woman and an older man, like, it's not about, like, a friendship. It's mm. about, like, having someone romantically, sexually... Who's, like, very impressed by you for just doing normal adult shit. It's true, though. That's what got me. So it makes sense. Like, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And I feel <laughs> like, bringing this back, I feel like that is so much of the Edward V. Jacob situation. Totally. Because, like, Jacob had his faults. Like, don't get me wrong. Totally. Especially, like, uh, going to kiss her when he, oh. you know, like... <laughs> when she clearly didn't want to. Yeah. But that's like a horrible. boy who, like... I mean, now consent is such a big conversation, which is great. But back then, that was, like, she wanted it. Like, he, that was, like, in his head, which is, like, so fucked. And before, that wasn't such an open conversation 10 years ago. It really yeah, wasn't. Yeah. That's true. Like, so, still not a, not a good move, buddy. But No, God, no. He's still a moron, but... But, you know, he's 16. Yeah. We're all fucking idiots when we're 16 literally and not that it's an excuse but still yeah yeah so it's like choosing between just like a normal keep in mind jacob did that and he's 16 whereas edward was saying stuff like i like watching you sleep when he's 104 oh my god how have we not touched on this (laughs) yet yeah he didn't get consent to go watch her sleep in her bedroom literally so i was like we're making excuses because he's 16 but i was like edward did just as bad worse i would say i would say that's so much watched her sleep oh my god freaking edward yeah horrid Um, so yeah, bad all around. I don't know. Um, Personally for Edward, for me, it's the, what if I'm not the superhero? I'm the bad guy. Like trying to make himself a bad bad boy for literally being a murderer. Like he genuinely was like the ripper in like the 1920s, was it? He was like the, that was like his thing. No, he wasn't, he wasn't Jack the Ripper. No, no, he wasn't. But like there was, there was like parallels the way that it was written to like something like that. I'm pretty sure that's how I took it. Maybe I... Gotcha. Made it deeper than it was. <laughs> yeah. And then also, I feel like Bella, like, yeah, she went through the uh, the possibility uh-huh. portion of her, like, She's life. So she bad. had, like, some seasonal depression. Also, how did she not get postpartum depression? That girl is, like, susceptible to that shit. She should oh, have had it hard. because she's a vampire, so yeah. everything's fine. Literally. But no, like, in New Moon, she goes through that, and then she, like, you know, Charlie's like, hey, like, you know, you're going yeah. back to your mom. This uh, isn't working. I mean, fucking fair, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, and like Charlie went through that shit himself after yeah. Bella and um, Renee left. Yeah, um, and like he even brought that up. A very small aspect was him bringing up, like you know, you're not the only one who's like gone through something like this. Yeah, and this is you having your boyfriend, your high school boyfriend, who you Literally. dated for a few months. I leave. would be like the fuck if I was Charlie. I'd be like, chill out, Bella. Yeah, so he's like, hey, you know, and then she's like, okay, fine, like, I'll go hang out with Jessica. And then she goes and, like... <laughs> Runs um, off with a biker. 
runs off with a biker, sees Edward, and then is like, okay, like I, I can see Edward now. She's insane. What friend of mine do I have that can fix up motorbikes? Jacob fucking Black. Oh, so she like uses him. She absolutely oh my God, uses you're him right. to see to like in pursuit of being able to see Edward. But oh through God. that, she starts like yeah. healing, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. And they become friends, and sure, Jacob has like a gross like fucking friend zone dude crush on her but like i actually think it was okay i thought that was like much more high school relationship to me is like the friends and the boy has the crush like that felt much more like normal to me yeah he's also like two years younger than her too oh, so oh i, I mean, loved like, his friends when they came by too and they're like what about the part where you're his girlfriend and she's like i'm a girl and his friend yeah and he's like shut up <laughs> do, guys. do you remember him making that distinction like yeah. that was so and cute start, and like, so wrestling. high school yeah, exactly. like that energy versus edward being like here's my my fucking wall of graduation caps. Yeah, here's it's here's wild. the century of life I've yeah. already lived before you. Jump on, spider monkey. Oh. <laughs> Such a different no, energy. No. <laughs> and she she was doing good. Yeah, yeah, she was jumping off cliffs and stuff. But <laughs> she was just committing suicide every day. But well, no, was she was she was flirting with it. But... She definitely was flirting with it. I'd rather die than stay away from you. I remember she says that in the book. And that that <laughs> mentality, both from Edward trying to kill himself with the Volturi and from so Bella being like, there's no point to life now, yeah. was never written in the book. Like, this is a bad way to be. Like, this is a bad <laughs> way to feel or like... <laughs> Authors, no. <laughs> this is not healthy. <laughs> yeah, no. But like, it was never like that. It's like, no. it worked out. What do you know? Yeah. Oh, we we'll save him a from his baby. suicide. And now we'll be together. Oh, my God. You know what we have to talk about, too? What? We have to talk about imprinting. Oh, God. <laughs> I yeah. forgot about that. I was like, I was like, Bella and Edward can't be the most toxic relationship. If we're talking about Edward grooming Bella, should we talk about Renesmee and imprinting? Yeah, that's horrid. That is fucked up. Absolutely. Oh, why is it? But everything was to the extreme. Like, think about the lengths Victoria went to avenge James, her mate. I hate that word. And, like, just everything that happens in, like, the vampire side of, like, relationships is so messed up. Whereas you look at the werewolf side, whereas, um, what's his freaking face imprinted on that Sam cool. Uli? Oh, yeah, yeah. He imprinted on the girl, and then the clear water girl was, like, left for another girl. That's very normal. You know, like, a tr love triangle. Maybe not the imprinting part, but, like a guy choosing another girl whereas vampires is just so insane and dramatic that side of things made it absolutely chaotic like they seem so much more toxic than the werewolves as like an adult looking at it yeah the werewolf imprinting thing it's is, still fucked up it's weird it's like uh the idea of soulmates but like you can't get away from it like literally and you can and yeah i hated it that was yeah. annoying but also leah clearwater was a was a was a wild ride <laughs> she was the really bitchy one who had been heartbroken so she was like mean to everyone oh and she was also a werewolf though. yeah oh yeah so they could all hear her yeah. mind sorry but sorry going back to jacob and renesme um yeah the grooming i almost think that's even worse than bella and edward no, it is. It absolutely right? is. Because yeah. he's like, I don't see her romantically as a child, but one day I will. I was like, that's weird. Yeah, and like, she'll know me as Uncle Jacob Ew. until the time comes. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Like, he's, he's been in her life always. Yeah. Like, she's never known. He literally anyone. was in the room when she was born, when Edward bit her out of Bella. Yeah. Yeah. He And Gross. he refused to hold her. 
yeah. at first until he locked eyes with her over uh, Rosalie's shoulder. Oh, and then he became the most doting future <laughs> husband. <laughs> yeah, he's not like a godfather. He's not like an <laughs> uncle. He's okay. he's just a family friend. I can't. Oh no. Oh, yeah. Man. So that is that is absolutely horrid, and that's um, we don't want that. No, that that is the ultimate case of grooming. You're right, though. Like the fact that if if she really was Mormon, this is making so much more sense to me. And it's also kind of wild that something this toxic, it wasn't talked about how toxic it was. Like I don't even remember. Like I remember my parents seeing it with me and not even saying anything about it. Well, no. I mean, the main debate was who's like more attractive, Edward. That or literally, Jones. that's but how it, like the media turned it is Team Edward, Team Jacob. And it wasn't even like. It was it was more like our Pats v Taylor Lautner. Yeah. Who's, who's hot? Who do you find hotter? You know what else is crazy? Have you heard of the show The Summer I Turned Pretty? No. So it's like the new Twilight for like Gen Z. Their whole thing is Team Conrad or Team Jeremiah in that show, and the whole thing is when the actors and stuff get get interviewed every single one of them says team belly which is the girl's name it's like the narrative and the way the world has progressed since team edward team jacob i don't remember there ever being somebody being like team bella ever it wasn't even an option and nobody even thought that way and now everybody's like neither they're both toxic good like that's we need that that's the funny part is it's like gen z that's why i'm saying they're so woke that i don't think twilight would have flown coming out now not a chance. Oh, no. Yeah, no. absolutely not. I mean, I'm sure that there's, like, a lot of takes online about exactly all this stuff. Yeah. Probably from uh, Gen Z, because uh, we are Canadian <laughs> uh, here. What did I say, Gen Z? Well, yeah. Gen I mean, Z sounds better. Sorry, it does. It does. I mean, even now, like, as us, looking yeah. back on it, yeah, it's, it's horrible. I like, can't it's... believe how obsessed I was with it. I'll never forget when, where, how, okay, wait. The first time you read it, was it still popular? I think it might have been, like, just after. Okay. I was like, oh, like, what's what was all that hype about? Okay. I'll give it a go. Like, I literally wa- watched them. I read them sort of as they were coming out. So I remember before I went to Europe, I picked up Eclipse. And then I think I was in Greece when Breaking Dawn came yeah. out, because it was the big one. And I remember having to find it in English in Greece. And it was a big, it was hard. But I remember traveling around and nobody had heard of it at that point and i was like carrying them in my backpack these fucking massive books Wait, you had multiple books so i had eclipse and breaking dawn okay so i had both of those because i came with eclipse and then to like read while i was traveling i wasn't as fast of a reader back then and then breaking dawn i got there but i'm pretty sure i left eclipse at a hostel because it was everything was like too heavy um but i remember people being like what are you reading what is that tell me about it and me being like oh it's like a love story about vampires and everyone being like that's fucking stupid like they literally everybody judged me so hard and then what like three years later it was everywhere it was just wild the perception i had when i first read the book and i thought it was like gold everybody judged me Wait, okay, so the timeline there was Breaking Dawn came out before the movies came out? Yes. Oh, shit. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, 2009. Okay, because Breaking Dawn was 2008, yeah. as mentioned Okay, so it wasn't three intro, years. Yeah, it was yeah. one year later that the first movie came out. And I remember Stephanie Meyer released The Host, if you remember that, which is also host, super yeah. fucking toxic. But that came out, and I also bought that in Europe. And I remember I had to, I gave it to another traveler, because I was like, I'm not carrying around this fucking Bible. It was huge. Any other relationships you want to dig into with Twilight? 
like i'm still the one thing like after later is actually the only positive i'll say about the collins and i know i already mentioned it was that they were like a chosen family like something about that now as an adult i'm really drawn to that and i think that's cool but that's like the only redeeming factor of that entire thing i see it i see it as a cult i mean it is a little culty but i I think Carlisle was genuinely trying to save people, and I understand death is a part of life. I mean, he did save some of them, and I think that's kind of positive. Yeah, communal living is is nice, and like having a strong found family is is nice. It's also how they present to the world, though. I think that's the intention because Edward goes off alone a lot. Well, so, I, I don't know. I see it very culty as like here are all these couples, and then here's Edward, just like the one without anything. Well, he originally was supposed to be with Rosalie. That's, that's why Carlisle changed Rosalie was for Edward. That's and then so Edward weird. didn't like that is weird. And then Edward didn't like Rosalie and then they found Emmett later. He was attacked by a bear. That's why it feels way more weirdly culty that it's like we're trying to fu- like okay Literally. like we're not here just saving people on the merit of who they are. Yeah. Oh, an attra- a really attractive dying woman. Hey, Edward, yeah. here I'll I'll bite her and Yeah. You know. Uh, but also Rosalie, she was saved from a pretty shitty situation. And then Carlyle let her murder <clears throat> everyone. Didn't she say that she wouldn't have chosen chosen this life yep. if she had the choice? So yeah. it's like Totally. Carlyle didn't give her I a think, choice. I think that's gray area though because I like you know she is embracing it and when Renesme comes into it you also see that Rosalie has more purpose in life she was just one of those women who her life goal was to be a mother and that was taken away from her that's why she wouldn't have chosen the life is because she wanted to have a child which you and I both cannot relate to (laughs) yeah absolutely not (laughs) so but like I'm trying to be like open-minded and be like okay maybe there's something in that for rosalie but it also feels very non-dimensional to me in that decision and that thought process so i don't take it as serious as like someone being like i would never want this life because i think that you know there's a beauty in aging and dying that's not why she doesn't want to be a vampire you know what i mean like it seems so boring to me the story yeah yeah (laughs) it just it's it's all weird weird and culty to me why do you think it's so popular then? Like, why do you think Twilight took off so much? Oh, it's... Uh, do you think it's the aesthetic of the Pacific Northwest? I <laughs> I think that had a lot to do with it. Maybe. I'm not maybe. even kidding. Uh, we are sitting here in Vancouver, Canada. So <laughs> but it's a beautiful sunny day. It, it doesn't count. It's not quite as rainy as oh, Forks. turned off again. Yeah, I know. That's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Um, cool. Well, let's wrap it up. Yeah, we did hit the hour mark here. <laughs> I mean, we're going to cut a lot of that out, but... Yeah. Um, yeah thanks for joining us on read the room um if you enjoyed the conversation be sure to subscribe and leave a review your feedback helps us keep making these um and yeah don't forget to connect with us on social media as well